Amen. Good morning again. Getting fed up with me. <laughs> I said this with the kids. I remember we chorus, God is good to me. God is good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God is good to me. You remember that one? You too old to sing it? Come on, let's sing it. Play it. What Sunday school neglect? God is good. God is good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God is good to me. God is good to me. God is good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God is good to me. Amen. Amen. Eh? You're away until you're 50. I'm going. Hallelujah. And I want to talk to you this morning about God, his interest in us. The psalmist says, Lord, who's man that you're mindful of? You know, the wonderful thing is most of us think of God as a distant landlord, you know, not around, not involved in day-to-day life. But nothing can be further from the truth. Let's look at a new scripture, first of all. Yes. It's in 1 Corinthians. Have you got your Bible? Look at it. It's good to read your Bibles and look at you know. Yeah, and it's up on the screen for those who haven't got a Bible. 1 Chronicles 29. Okay. Here we go. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. All that is in heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. And in your hand is power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, God, we thank you and praise you, your glorious name. Amen. God had the blessing to read his word. This portion of scripture was uh, penned. was actually a prayer of thanksgiving from David, King David, who knew the power of God in his life. And I want to take you in one about God is active and at work in the lives of people. God's interest is not programs, it's people. God's program is people. God loves people. And one of the reasons we need to get out to the, for the lost is God loves them and wants to bring them in. You know, even Satan acknowledged that God was too good to his people. He said, of Job, you've hedged them about, you've blessed them, you've prospered the work of his hands, you've blessed his household. You know, he was a bit annoyed about that. But just a demonstration that God is interested in the actual mundane lives of people. Moses' mother, here was a mother who had a baby born in a difficult time. Just saw a program recently about the, the Chinese children who, who had, had to give away their children because they got more than two. She was born a different of the index of the Government at the time was any children born to the Hebrews should be slain. Neither this women got a baby. And like any other mother, she's reluctant to throw them out. 
She nurses him for three months. She said, oh, what's then? What am I going to do? I can't keep him quiet any longer. Uh, what, what's going to get out? They're going to know he's here. So she makes a wee boat, a wee basket, puts him in it and floats him in the Nile. And there's the old conspirator's daughter and her heart is out to him. But the real gem in the story is that he is God hearing the prayer of a mother. Spare my child. <laughs> I'm stuck. I can't do any more for him. God only spares a child. He hires a mother to look after him. He's safe. She's got her child. <laughs> and she's paid for nursing him. Isn't God good? Amazing God. God is good to the nation. Israel. You know, people think, you know, these are just people. God delivered them from Egypt. God took them out from slavery. God gave them the promised land. God fed them. God says, your shoes went down to your shoes. Your clothes were out. And the 40 years, at the end of the, of the Menorah's promised land, at the end of Moses' life, Moses is now saying, look, God has kept all his promises. Not one word has failed. And God said to them, listen, you didn't get all this land. Remember that the spoiled seven nations. You didn't get all this land by your strength of your arm or by your sword. I gave you this land. I, the Lord, put you here. I, the Lord, blessed you. <laughs> then there was King David, a lad, shepherd boy. He was more of a musician. You wouldn't think of this poet, this writer of psalms and songs as a mighty warrior. <laughs> As a shepherd boy watching sheep, he learns a few things. He learns to study the handiwork of God in the skies at night. He learns that God's the living pearl when he slays a lion in a bear that swipes his flock. And he comes out to fight a giant. And all Israel and its mighty warriors are all shrinking back in fear at this man, challenging him. And David says, he's just an upstart. It's not you he's challenging, it's God. My God shall deliver me. God give me mighty victory. He went on many years of running loose as an outlaw, hiding in caves, being pursued by Saul and his army. And God put him on the throne. Establishing him again, says, He, God, has established my kingdom. And God said, I took you from the pens of sheep. I made you king and leader of my people. I establish your kingdom. And that's why it comes to this lowest chapter in Chronicles. Lord, you're great, you're mighty, you're wonderful. And all through the Bible, God declares his interest and his power and his love in the people for his purposes. Solomon, the wisest and greatest king that ever lived, Got his wisdom from God. God says, what did you want me to do? He says, Lord, give me the wisdom to lead your people. And God said, not only will I give you the wisdom, but God, you haven't asked for the wealth. I'll give you that too. There was a couple. He was the minister. 
His name was Zacharias. His wife was Elizabeth. It says they were barren. And for the Jewish lady, that was a shame. She was almost ostracized well in her society. And she felt the shame of all life, but she was barren. And God wants a parent. God wants a couple. God wants to parent the child. The forerunner of Jesus, John the Baptist. And it comes to Zechariah when he's ministering. Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. Mm -hmm. Listen, no matter how long you're praying, don't be discouraged. God hears them. This time next year, Elizabeth will give you a son and you'll call his name Joanne. God has entered his life. Saul, the persecutor of the church. I mean, can you imagine a man more unlikely to be the church leader? He's putting Christians in jail, women and children, putting them out of their homes. He's watching Stephen being stolen. And he's on his way to arrest more than foreign cities. God breaks it. God breaks in his life. Why are you persecuting me? Whatever you do to God's people, you do to him. Who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Saul becomes Paul. Founder of half the New Testament churches. And say, God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. And no matter what mess you made in your life, you're not out of God's reach. No matter what road you've gone down, his arm's not short that it can't see. If he's serving. And it was Peter. Arrested for preaching the gospel. Condemned to death. And death row, waiting execution. <laughs> God sends an angel. God sends an angel. Opens the prison doors and takes him down. A man born blind. For years. Proceeds to say. <coughs> Preaching the prayer, listen it's by the name of Jesus, this man thou sees. The lame man at the temple, begging. That's his life. His candy did every morning, left at the gate, <laughs> come forward, come back to him overnight, sitting there with his begging boy. And all come a couple of Christians going to the prayer meeting. They look expecting a donation. Yes, they look, I don't have any money. What we do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, that's a whole. <laughs> and this man goes skipping and leaping and dancing and left on his. Yes, I look. It's by the name of Jesus that this man walks. And God is at work today. And local churches. The local churches are seeing growth. 
dass ihr ihn so seht, dass ihr in Kesbin da ist, dass ihr neue Members kommen werdet. That's one challenge. Ein Kurbelet? Pegawa? Phone charts and lava? Charts is just around the doors. And you're right here. When you begin, God is answering prayers. He's not a distant landlord. He's a working you and I. I've been a Christian for 64 years. No, amazing, right? No, but that is 23,000 days of blessing. 23,000 days of God answering prayer. 23,000 days of God opening doors. 23,000 days. Some hard days, God bless you. Some difficult days, God's delivering. Some brilliant days. But 23, 7 days with God overlooking your lives. I'll tell you, it's alive in your life too. <coughs> we story of his goodness. Uh, many Anne and I went down to England. I took promotion. Moved to Yorkshire, Keithley in Yorkshire. They were good days. Well, somebody come out. My wife met her husband for that. We went to a church that was open to God and entered into renewal. We were blessed. But the family were unsettled. Not a homesick. And I got a promise in scripture. I'll take you back to your home life. Now there was no prospects, you know. The only way I could back was to give up my job and go back, start again. So we said, okay, we'll give it to the end of the year. And I'll resign. The morning I went in to resign to see my man's director. Before I could see him, he says, John, he says, I've got something to ask you. I want you to go back to take over Scotland. We'll keep the salary the same and we'll relocate you. What a marvellous God we have, eh? It goes before you in all things. And the same Lord is at work in you. You're saved this morning. I want to tell you this. You're here this morning because God continues to bless you. It's God who's at work in you. It's God who foresees what's before you. It's God who prepares you. It's God who delivers you. It's God who strengthens you. It's God who gives you grace. It's God who gives you insight. It's God in your life. We're not like Israel say, oh, I did it with my own hand. You've been encompassed, lifted. Now the good life constantly. Then I called you. Said, you didn't choose me, I choose you. And I called you from darkness into light. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not sitting this morning. Maybe you haven't come to know the Lord. Maybe it's just the big boy up there. The big man. Some glum statement. But you're here this morning. Because God is still chasing you. Wants you. 
You look back, your back, you'll find numbers numerous times God's been knocking at your door. There's been times your heart was dug. Times maybe you made a decision. Like Jesus said, when the pressures of the world come in, the voice is choked. He diverts in other routes. God doesn't need you. He still knocks at the door. Jesus still work. Jesus, I and the Father work. We slumber not that you might be saved, that you might come to know in Christ, that you might repent. It's the Lord that loves you. You can think back. I remember at the age of seven, we going to Sunday school, back to church in Brixton. And we find a preacher. I used to think about it myself and say, I hope it is good. <laughs> I remember as a wee boy. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come into stay. Come into the. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. And just get out and forget all about it. God heard. God heard. When I got to 17, God said, No. 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 Who will you serve? Who will you serve? And that discovered there's more to life than three, three scriptures of made. There's a bigger purpose. There's a joy in knowing Jesus. There's a thrill in serving him. Have a lot one day. Faithful brother says, John, you know, saved you. Look, that's beautiful. You're living to the Lord right there in the workshop. 23,000 days, and he's never failed. Never failed. Never heard, I'm not here. Oh, so there have been times when the flowers up the heavens of grass. But never fails. And he wants to work in your life. This mighty God. He's a greatness. This is a power. It's he that gives you power. Get well. And health. It's he that keeps you. The Bible says, Lord, gives rain on the just and the unjust. He's not waiting for you to love him before he loves you. The Bible says he loved us before we love him. He demonstrated his love by sending Jesus. That's not a remote landlord. God became man, dwelt among us, lived victoriously, tempted in all the things that you were tempted in. You were victorious. Spotless life. 
can say to his peers, which of you find any sin in me? And the spotless Lamb of Lord took your place. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Jesus took your place. He took your sin. They might give you his righteousness. He took your outcast and brought you into the family of God where you could say, Abba. Abba, Father. Jesus came to reveal God. Not as the ogre judge of the old days. Watching your every move to see that you slip or don't slip. God so loved the world they gave that you might not perish but have everlasting life. God is good all the time. Hope this morning you account the goodness of God. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one and they will surprise you what the Lord has done.